When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Right, we all calm down a little bit. I know after the Royal Rumble there was some unhappy people but it's all right it's just a pro wrestling event you go to bed you wake up and it's a brand new day and you go skipping through the fields or you go on the internet and you just go ah and then you tune into raw anyway and that works for me because hello my name is Simon Miller welcome to what culture wrestling and it is time to up those downs from the fallout show also known as Montag Night Raw but was it any good or did it absolutely suck Bad things. I don't want to say a rude word. It's not nice. Point is, let's up those doubts. Right, there is no logic to WWE because after a 30-man, 30-woman over-the-top battle roll, oh my gosh, who's going to go to WrestleMania match? You just get 48 hours later and they go, yeah, so uh, we're just going to put the rest of you in another match anyway and you're all going to fight for the WWE title. So why did you even bother going into the Rumble? You may as well have gone home on Saturday night and eaten a pizza and gone, ha ha, these absolute fools. But this is how Raw started because Adam Pearce came out and told us at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view there is going to be an Elimination Chamber and Bobby Lashley's title shall be on the line. Because this was the beginning of Raw, you already knew what was going to happen, so Bobby Lashley and MVP interrupted, and we'll get back to that in just one second. And honestly... The suit that Bob was wearing. Like, if I tried to wear it, the fashion police would actually bust into my house and go, Simon, you've got to come with us. But man, did he pull it off. He looked absolutely tremendous. Rightfully so, they just said, this is absolute BS, and they got all mad about it, before they were interrupted by Brock Lesnar. And I'm probably going to have to retire these counters before WrestleMania, because it is bad for my health. Lesnar then threatened to take MVP's cane and shove it right up his ass, which is something that I never need to see. But he also told these two, I ain't mad at you. I don't even care. The only people I am raging at is Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. So he said, obviously, I did win the Royal Rumble. I got to pick someone. (laughs) So I'm picking them. The thing is, though, Brock wants to be a multi-time champion. So he told Bobby Lashley to take off his wonderful clothes so they could get to it right now. And it looked like Lashley was going to do this. Poor MVP gave him a little shoulder arm and said, no champ, no champ. You don't need to do this. Let's just leave. Brock then called them both chicken chips and basically went ah and you're not allowed to do that in real life like if you go outside today say you're on the train and all of a sudden you just go ah 
people are going to look at you weird. Anyway, they did get out of there where Adam Pearce just said, oh, well, hello, old friend Brock Lesnar. By the way, you're just going to be in the Elimination Chamber and store that in your head because around about eight seconds, it ain't going to make no sense. This was fine, though, and by the time you find out who is going into the Elimination Chamber, it should be a damn good match and it could go in multiple directions. But also, yes, that was two interruptions. It goes up to 32 in WWE. It goes up to 45 overall. And this was just your usual start to Raw, but it was fine up. And then Rhea Ripley beat Nikki Ash. Just like that. Huh. Here's the thing, though. Good. While they have tried their best with this angle, it's not like it's setting the world on fire. So if you try something and you realize from the bracket, I don't really think this is working out very well, just draw a line under it. So they had an okay match. Rhea Ripley hit the riptide. One, two, three. Now we should go like and break them up, but we won't do that. And we'll do 82 rematches. But that's future Simon's problem. And in terms of present Simon, I'm giving it up. I think it was also put in this position so we could have a break between the sports entertainment because that then came roaring back into the frame and it was time for the scooter race. It was, of course, Chad Gable versus Riddle who dedicated this to Randy Orton who was nowhere to be seen on this Raw, so I don't know what's going on there. And as ever, Chad was livid about this because this has nothing to do with being academic and it was a pile of crap. However, he had gone out there. He had spoken to some friends, so he was wearing this speed suit and Riddle was all like, I don't need a speed suit because my hair's going to make me go fast. This was terrific. The rules were 50 laps around the arena and then they just sprinted away when we were told we would come back to it later. So that's right. This was going to happen throughout the show. The Alexa Bliss segment was next and every week people seem to struggle with this. So let's turn it into a headline. I think Alexa Bliss is a very good performer. I am pleased that WWE is trying this creative stuff with her. But when it comes to this bald a-hole... I just do not get it at all. Anywho, we were back to the psychiatrist's office who was all like, oh man, I got Lily here, but it's not real Lily. It's from wweshop.com. So it's just a massive advert. And now I'm going to give it to you to see how you react. And of course, Alexa just started crying. So what kind of psychiatrist is this? Imagine, I don't want it to happen, but imagine you lost a loved one and you went to a psychiatrist and they said, uh, yeah, I've built you a new version of your friend. How about you give it a hug? This was bro. Broken down into two parts, but I've just pushed it together here so we can be done with it. And very sadly, I am going to give it a down, but I've explained, don't come all crazy tweeting me. And then The Miz defeated Dominic Mysterio in like two minutes. I don't know. I suppose this is because The Miz needed somewhat of a win because he has has back-to-back losses recently. But why did we take Dominic and flush him down the toilet? Also, when Dominic was coming to the ring and you get that graphic that says, oh man, look at these crazy accomplishments. It said, son of Rey Mysterio and eliminated by Happy Corbin at the Royal Rumble. That's like me coming out and it said, lost his hair at 27 and his parents don't like it very much. It also had a really stupid finish because at one point Miz just tripped himself over and said, it was Rey. Rey Mysterio did it, who was at ringside. So the ref just went, yeah, he probably did that old Rey Mysterio we know his reputation he ejected him Dominic was all like dad dad how could you do this he got hit with the skull crushing finale and that was that this was really dumb down we then used the 24 7 title nonsense to get an update on the scooter race and the fact that I was far more interested in the scooter race kind of goes to show where the 24 7 title is right now but nobody meaner than Tamina as always was just looking for Dana Brooke when Chad Gable and Riddle came scooting past but the problem with Riddle is that he went crashing into Otis 
So you would have thought this would delay him, but it didn't, because when we saw him later, they were still neck and neck. Kevin Owens was out next, though. Be still my beating heart. Owens clearly knows the deal as well, because he was talking about a two-night WrestleMania, meaning it was going to be even more stupendousness than usual. They're just using the word stupendous too much. When he told us, and also I will be going to the Elimination Chamber, as long as it be Austin Theory in a qualification match. And yes, you heard that right. And it's as if we haven't learned from the Royal Rumble. Because while superstars like Brock Lesnar can just be put in the thing, everybody else has to earn their opportunity. And this is what's causing the problem in the hierarchy. Kevin Owens is one of the best wrestlers in all of WWE. You should be giving him the same kind of power as you're giving the people that are at the top of the chain. I can't stand it when WWE does do this. Especially because when you try to explain to someone that likes sports, they just go, ha, 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 that is preposterous, down. Anyway, his guest was Seth Rollins, and of course these two together makes me feel all warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum, and that was especially true here because Kevin was like, Seth, I saw what happened to you at the Raw Rumble, but no, when it comes to being a universal champion, in my heart, it's already true. I'm not going to lie, I started crying a little bit. This was beautiful. Seth promised that one day he would get his revenge on Roman Reigns, but for now, that SmackDown business, and between you and me, it has been SmackDown business the entire time, when he had an announcement of his own, and that was that he was already in the Elimination Chamber. Now, on the one hand, I'm pleased about this because Seth Rollins is one of those guys that should be being treated like Brockus Lesnar, but Kevin Owens is all... What do you mean you're in the Olympics? I have to. Why don't you have to qualify? In fact, look, we're buddies. We're friends. We're pals. Why don't you find Adam Pearce and Sonja Deville and tell them, unless you put Kev directly into the thing, I'm going to back out. You could just imagine how this went. Because Rollins was all like, well, I don't really want to do that. And, you know, I like the fact that I'm in it because I can become WWE champion. And the saving grace of all of this is I was like, well, we are teasing something here. And if we do Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania after Seth Rollins turns face, ooda lally, I'm going to be happy. We didn't get a resolution here, though, because these two are interrupted. <laughs> and it was by Austin Theory. Bring it down. WWE 33, 46 overall. Kill me. And then if you can believe it too, Austin Theory won. And as we have talked about before, you can't get mad about this because if Austin Theory's name has been being written into the big book of 2022 of people that we want to push, he should be beating names like Kevin Owens which is what he did. So yeah, after what I thought was a really good back and forth matchup where Kevin Owens has always proved how good he was, he was getting back in the ring. Austin Theory booted the rope. That kind of hurt Kevin, I suppose. He got hit with the ATL. One, two, three, we were done. And also this obviously means Austin Theory is going into the chamber. There's also all this talk at the moment that apparently Shane McMahon is coming back to Raw. I mean, there was one report that said it was going to be Seth Rollins versus Shane at Mania. But don't do that. I don't know how you're going to figure it out. Do Shane McMahon versus Austin Theory, McMahon versus Austin, part 37,922, and have Austin Theory win, because that will actually be another tick next to his name, and I'm giving it up. With all that said, though, Corey Graves uttered during this, Austin Theory does not know what the Elimination Chamber is capable of, the agony it can inflict just by being in its walls. So, what the hell is wrong with that dude? Ah. Oh, uh, he's like being inflicted by agony just because he's in those walls. 
It got even better because seconds after this, we cut to a commercial. And when we came back, Jimmy Smith said, another match that I cannot believe is still happening. And I was like, yeah, Jimmy, that's basically how we've all felt about Raw for the last few years. That is a joke. More skewer shenanigans next because Riddle and Gable went past the streets profits. And while they were happy to hydrate Riddle, they wouldn't give anything to Chad. So instead, Otis turned up, who was also in a speed suit. He gave him a drink. And for some reason, this was steak sauce. And Otis was like, what's the problem, man? It's the best steak sauce ever. Chad Gable went flying off and Otis drank the steak sauce. So if you keep some kind of journal where you want to have like character traits written in it, you now have to put the Otis drink steak sauce. And then for some reason, Angelo Dawkins beat Dolph Ziggler. I mean, you tell me. It was quite nice though, because we were in Angelo Dawkins' hometown and he got the victory. If you know anything about WWE, this never happens. He had an okay match with Dolph. He hit his twisting thingamajig slam, whatever you call it. And he got the three and then they celebrated. And I was like, well, that actually makes me feel quite good. What will not make you feel good though, is that Veer is still coming to Raw. I mean, that's just a lie. It just is. This is never going to happen. And it's one of the best things that WWE has done by accident. And of course it's terrible. But this week, Veer actually spoke. So, my name is Simon Miller and welcome to another episode of Nobody Talks Like That. This week, featuring Veer. Because he said, I have been patient like a lion, watching, waiting, biding my time. But now the hunter has finally spotted his prey and soon, soon, I will strike. So yes, that's what he said and I'm pretty sure he said it last week too, but one, stop, you don't understand the definition of soon. Soon would have been after the first three years, not here when we've got to seven years, but also, come on now, nobody talks like that down. It was then time to find out who had won the scooter race, and all of this was just so silly, but I'm going to put it into one big massive package, that sounded bad, and give it up. Gable and Riddle did come flying out from the back though, and they were still neck and neck, and if you can believe it, when they got down to the ring, Chad Gable tripped over, meaning Riddle was definitely going to win. But just as he got to the finishing line, here was Otis still in his speed suit, he absolutely murked Riddle, meaning Chad Gable was able to win. And look, just as a quick aside, if this was their plan, why didn't they just do it earlier? Riddle got on the mic though and said that the integrity of the scooter race was now ruined. And I was like, man, this is the greatest skit that Raw has done in ages. And he was so mad, Chad Gable did that heel thing where he said, well, because you are so frustrated, let us have a match. Although not really, you're going to fight Otis. It then got even more stupid because Adam Pearce interrupted and he even apologised for it. So bring it down. That's 34 in WWE and 47 overall. And went, oh yeah, by the way, because you have just made a random match because apparently Chad Gable is the general manager now. Whoever wins, <laughs> it's going to go in the elimination chamber. Which means the manager, or whatever you want to call it, of Raw, came up with this idea at the start of the show and then just kind of prodded his way throughout the whole thing. I mean, that really is ludicrous. Anywho, it was Riddle versus Otis, and because Riddle was going to win, Otis just absolutely ran through him the entire time. But I enjoyed it, especially the finish, because Riddle did like the floating bro into the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. And it looked really good. It also means that he is going to the Elimination Chamber, and imagine he won and became the WWE Champion. You never know. And it was kind of the same for our next match too, and I'm not sure what was going on with WWE this week, but not only were they just giving us some solid matches, we were actually getting definite winners. 
So I'm going to spend the whole day expecting my life to end because you know how it works. You have to have balance, but it's getting another up. But yeah, out came Bianca Belair, out came Carmella. For some reason, it was only at the start of the match when Carmella went, oh man, I need to put on my mask. So she did, but she got KOD'd and she just lost. Okay, all right. Fine. We then found out that the third and final academic challenge is going to be a quiz bowl. Now, I've never heard of the term quiz bowl. I suppose it could be because I'm British. But I also think it may be because the Super Bowl is about to happen. And you know how WWE likes to work. Chad Gable promised that it would be him and Otis that would win all this, though. And I don't even care. They can win it. RK Bro can win it. All of this has been very, very entertaining. And I then got a little bit mad because our next match was an elimination contest for the Elimination Chamber. But it was Rey Mysterio versus AJ Styles. And I'm sorry, WWE, you had AJ Styles versus Rey Mysterio in your plan, but you didn't promote it and you didn't advertise it more. I think that is crazy, crazy. Thankfully, I watch Raw regardless, so it makes no difference to me, and this obviously gets it up. Ray threw Styles into Barry Barricade at one point, so we weren't mucking around, but otherwise, it was just wrestling tennis at its best. Like, Ray went for the 619, but Styles got out of the way, so he went for a Styles clash, but Ray got out of the way. Then it was the same with the calf crusher and splashes. I don't understand how two people can be so good at wrestling, especially because both guys are in their 40s, and life usually tells you as you get older, you will slow down well nobody told Rey Mysterio or AJ Styles Mysterio then tried to use the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment but AJ is too experienced for that and this basically ended when Rey went for something off the top rope but they rolled through into the Styles class position AJ hit it one two three he is also going to the elimination chamber but just give him a round of applause and honestly if you only have what 15 minutes to spare to wrestling today watch this match it was great when you do take a step back and think about it, we probably should be doing more with both of these guys. This also does mean we know what the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE title is going to be. And it is Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory versus AJ Styles versus Riddle. And on paper, that should be absolutely brilliant. However, I do have to tell you that Corey Graves was back. And I want to let you know I do like Corey Graves. I, do, I think he does a very good job. But he said, well, we all knew this match was going to come down to one person making a mistake. Although, actually, Rey Mysterio, he didn't even make a mistake. The greatest sentence I've ever heard in my life. I then totally forgot that Ronda Rousey was going to be on Raw. I don't know what that says about me because she is a super duper star. But here she came. This was classic Ronda stuff, though, because she had her mean face on and she called out Charlotte Flair. She called out Rebecca Lynch as she kept calling her. Let us know that she'll make her decision on Friday. Said she was a bitch, threw the mic on the floor and went to leave. For the love of everything, though, can we please stop scripting Ronda Rousey? It was so obvious she was trying to remember her lines here. So just let the women speak. And also, also, can we stop piping in crowd noise. Usually I don't hear it, but here it was so obvious. Like if right now I said to you, oh man, you're not going to believe it, I've learned Spanish, and then I go, Hola, mi nombre es... And no point are you going to go, wow, Simon, he just learned Spanish. It really, really was like night and day. Because Becky Lynch is very polite though, she waited for Ronda to be done before she did come out, so it does not count as an interruption, and she just basically clapped back at Ronda and was all like, man, you don't want to take on me. I'd be you for your title and nobody has ever beaten me for this championship 
which to be fair is true. She also made it clear that she'd be happy to whip her ass right now if she does want to go to WrestleMania to take on Charlotte. So of course Rousey took her down. She could have put an armbar on if she wanted, but she's taking her time and then she actually did go away. It then turned out the reason that we had held off one interruption was because we were going to get another and of all the people, the person to do this was Leah. So it's 35 in the WWE and 48 overall. And the long and the short story of this is Lita was like, hey, Becky, do you want to have a fight at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view? Sorry, premium live event. And Becky went, yeah, all right. So that's what we're doing. Now this is really confusing because only about a month ago she had beef with Charlotte. And I suppose on the one hand, this is kind of like a dream match. But that's how Raw ended. And yeah, this was my face a little bit. I was like, that really came out of nowhere, but it wasn't bad. And at least we have set up this premium live event so you can start getting excited about it now. So hell, I'll give it up. Which did bring us to the end of Monday Night Raw. And as you can see, I actually thought it was okay. Like it wasn't one of those shows that ends you like, oh man, wrestling is the best, pump it to my veins. But there was nothing overly dumb. There was nothing insulting. We just had our ideas. We took everything from the rumble and we tried to steer it in a very specific direction. And that's fine. I mean, the only real massive down here is that three hours is so long. So sometimes you do have to pad it out, but that ain't ever going to change. There's no point worrying about it. So I'm going to give it up. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 